2: What is going on, Bulls Nation? Welcome in to an emergency episode of the CSGO Bulls Podcast. Coming to you remote, because crazy things happen today. I'm Pat You follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Pack. Joined by my guys all around. Mark K. M. K. Hoops on the top shelf with me. Hanging out in the basement, we got Big Dave Watson, B.A.W.L. Sports, and Will the Goat. Perfectly quaffed, op we Will underscore Godly. We are CHU underscore Bulls. Our pal and producer, Joyce Spathis, rocking with us behind the controls. Big news bomb from Sham Sharanya of The Athletic. Earlier today, developing story, NBA teams are probing the availability of Bulls two-time all-star Zach Levine, and there is increased openness from both sides about exploring a trade, according to sources. There it is. We've been wondering how much longer... The Bulls brain trust would be willing to give this core a chance and obviously context we still might have some waiting to do just because this news drop today doesn't mean we're going to see a Zach Levine trade happen tomorrow. Um, Lots to get into with who they might be looking to trade with what they might be looking to trade for what if anything has changed from previous Zach Levine trade rumors. Uh, Mark I'll just start with you man. What's your initial reaction to this news that we got today.
3: Um, in some sense, a surprise, but then in other senses, not. Like in, in in some respects, it's not news. I guess the the news element to all this is the fact that Zach himself may be open to some changes. But the fact that the Bulls have Zach Levine in rumors, or teams are inquiring about Zach, that the Bulls are taking calls on this, on Zach, those sorts of things. Like these are the things we've heard last off season. These are the things we've heard last mm-hmm. deadline. So it's kind of been almost twelve months of Zach Levine being connected in some trade rumor. In some in some shape or fashion so in in some respects it's not news at all but the, I guess the component that is is the fact that Zach himself may be amenable to this whole thing which is the uh, the, the piece that I think we should be gravitating towards but I think not the, the point you made up the top that we'll probably have to wait a little bit is probably the, uh, the key thing to take away from all this. I know we're all excited at the moment but um, I don't think anything's imminent, imminent rather um, at least for the time being.
0: Mark, let me take it one step further. I think this mm. was a trade request from Zach Levine. I do Mark- not think this is an open and oh. openness thing. This is a trade request. Um, the Bulls have been shopping Zach forever. Mm-hmm. There's, and now both sides are open. No, the Bulls have been open. Now there's a side. Uh, the other side of it is an openness. Zach Levine is requesting to be traded. And I think that's a big deal. Um, we've heard a lot of smoke about it from guys like Jake Fisher and, you know, not, not to like call anybody out for not being reputable. I, that's not what I mean to do at all. I think that's like been the the beginning of the smoke, but the fact that we're hearing this from Shams today, um, this is, I think this is a trade request uh, from clutch sports from Rich Paul and from Zach Levine. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I completely agree. I completely agree with you. Well, because um, over the years, like you said, since he's been here, uh, It's always been talk about trading Zach Levine. It's always been talk. And he has continually said he's never requested a trade. He said that multiple times over the years. I've never asked for a trade. I've never went to him and asked for a trade. So for his name to pop up like this now and say, hey, they're mutually agreeing to a trade means the other 50% of it is with it. Because obviously the Bulls are with it over the years. They've been trying to trade him for a minute. So that's a big deal. That's a huge deal. Like Zach Levine saying, I want to be traded and I want, I'm i okay with this. Like, this has not been a thing that's been open. Even last year when there was a lot of smoke, because that's when the smoke started getting a little bit bigger uh, was last year. Like, the talks of him being traded to the Lakers, the talks of him being traded to the Knicks. Like, it was, it was getting a little bit bigger, but you never heard anything from Zach Levine. It would always just kind of come out, and you would know that the front office was making these calls. But the fact that it's happening now and the fact that it's happening this early in the season let you know that zach levine is definitely involved with this man so even even if you don't want to uh be like us and believe zach was part of the trade request the fact that they're saying both sides are with it should let you know that yeah some talk was said from both of these sides that this is okay to happen and so that's for me is exciting like i i I love the chaos like i'm here for it i'm here for all the madness of this and i'm ready for it to begin (laughs) Yeah, I, I love this stuff, Will. Like this is this is what I like. I love the chaos of all of it, and I agree with Marque. I don't think it's something that's going to be going down soon, or something that's going to be immediate. Teams are still kind of filling themselves out, you know, around the league, seeing what they really want to keep with who they really want to be. So I think once they figure that out, and plus some of these players can't even be moved until December or January, so it's just going to be time, you know. But the fact that this being put out right now. About both these sides, let you know it's time. <laughs> it's time, guys, for real. Yeah,
0: there's a uh, difference be- between like other teams looking around to see if they can get Zach, which is, I think, what happened last year at the deadline yeah. with the Knicks. There's a difference between the Bulls being the one initiating the calls, which is, I think, what mm-hmm. happened this summer, seeing if anybody was going to be interested. And now, like you said, we're at the point where I think everybody agrees it's time to move forward. And we've been talking about it forever, but like the fact that this is coming from Shams. The The fact that it's coming from both the organization and the player, I this is, I think, the end of it. It's not, I, I don't think it's going to be a situation where there's like talks and, you know, we're not really sure if anything happens. I agree with you. It's not going to be immediately, probably not for another month, maybe two, but I do think this is, this is now going to happen.
2: Mm. We got uh, our fellow Bulls fans chiming in in the in the chat. Ryan Fraley saying, "Goat, leave stir in the pot with that suggestion that this could have been more of a trade request from Zach and Clutch Sports than a a newly agreed upon approach between Zach and the Bulls." Uh, Amin eighty eight said, "Let's keep in mind Zach has been patient with this Bulls organization for over five years and has been through some horrible coaching. Is he tired? Shit, I would be too." Meanwhile, Michael just saying, I request that Zach play better basketball. And that leads me to, I think, my biggest frustration with this. While I am excited that this might finally be signaling this Bulls front office acknowledging that what we have, what they built, isn't working and is broken and needs to be changed uh, and changed aggressively, it's that, and I think I saw somebody else in the comments earlier making a joke about, you know, buy high, sell low. That's where I uh, am am chiefly concerned right now. When you think about what Zach Levine's trade value might be, when you think about trades of other recent all-star caliber players, and the fact that now everybody around the league knows that the bulls want to get rid of Zach and Zach wants to get, be rid of the bulls, which does not help his trade value. It does not give the bulls leverage. It takes away any leverage that they may have had in this scenario Compared to if they had acknowledged the writing on the wall at the trade deadline last season or this past offseason, where Zach was coming off of a year where, yeah, he started slow, but he was putting up all star numbers on great Zach Levine type efficiency offensively from the back end of, you know, the back half of last season. Now the Bulls look like a mess. He's frustrated. The Bulls are frustrated with their four and seven start, and Zach is shooting like abhorrently bad numbers, like totally uncharacteristic, whatever flaws that you want to levy at Zach Levine for, for the player that he is. And I think we all kind of agree on what those are at this point, Bulls fans who pay attention. Now I'm like, oh, God, if they weren't happy with the offers they were getting for Zach when floating it around over the past year or so, those offers are going to be lower now. That's what I'm frustrated about.
1: I don't know if I completely yeah, agree with. I
3: that. I think that's completely fair and reasonable. Oh, go, we, go we ahead, have Mark, we, we have differing there? viewpoints here.
2: Oh, go
1: ahead, <laughs> yes. Mark. No,
3: please, no okay, I want, okay. Well, I was just gonna I was just gonna echo what, what what Matt said that that is the absolute lowest point. But you you have a differing view. It seemed like so. I'm interested to to hear it.
1: I mean, it's because I'm thinking of just stars around the league, and what they mm. kind of get back, um, no matter how they look or how they play. All it kind of takes is just one GM to believe in that player. That's what it's always been. So I look at guys and I think about Ben Simmons. And then I think about James Harden. And then I think about Russell Westbrook, who was kind of, you know, at the end, Not shouldn't say at the end, because he still played well when he went to Washington. But it, he he didn't get robbed. They didn't get robbed, you know what I mean, when they traded him. You know, and they didn't get robbed when they traded James Harden. In any time Hardy was traded, I don't think anybody was robbed, and I don't think Ben Simmons' trade was an actual robbery or anything like that. It just depends on what that GM feels about Zach Levine. Now, Matt's right from from like looking at it, like it would it would logically make sense that your offers would be lower if I'm looking at you now compared to what you were doing, uh, what Zach was doing, you know, post All Star break. Like, he was absolutely incredibly balling. And so, yeah, it would seem like your offers would be high going into that season, and then now you're like, well, I don't know, the offers might be low because of how you're playing. I don't think that's the case, honestly. I just think players kind of – that's just kind of how it is sometimes. You know, guys just feel like they just need a fresh start. Like, we hear that about players all the time. Like, yeah, but I just think he needs a fresh start. Any sport, I'm saying. He just needs a fresh start. He just needs to start over, you know – he still has some things left in him. And I think I would buy it more if Zach Levine was on like the other side of 30. Then I'd be like, okay, yeah, maybe that's the case. But Zach is kind of still in his prime. So him getting off to a slow start, you know, still for me think doesn't for me signal that teams are going to be trying to lowball the Bulls. I'm not saying it's gonna be like that for all teams, but I still think it's gonna be a GM out there that really believes in Zach Levine and what he could kind of do for his team. And I'm thinking of teams like the New York Knicks. I think they'll still give up a lot, you know, to get a guy like Zach Levine, no matter how he uh, started out.
3: I'm not convinced of that. And the reason I say that is I think like a team like the Knicks or whomever still has their picks, maybe a team like the Heat as an example, I would, I would, look, we'll see, we'll see. But I think they would be wanting to hold out for something a little bit more than Zach. Uh, Now, maybe, the, the whole Embiid thing isn't really a possibility, it seems like, right now, given the way the Sixers are playing, even the found they've found themselves a, a star in maxi there, Embiid seems extremely happy, so maybe the Knicks' plans of going after Embiid isn't really something that's material anymore. Similarly, with the Minnesota Timberwolves being good, and Cat fitting in there, and that thing humming along, maybe Cat isn't an option from a trade standpoint. So... That, I guess, leads credence to what you're saying, Dave, that maybe some of these teams that were maybe in the race for some of these other players, obviously Giannis signed, uh, signed an extension not too long ago. So maybe these other pieces coming off the board increases or brings that value back up for Zach. But mm-hmm. I do still... Th- I think we're all right, I-, I guess is my point. Like I think you can <laughs> still get a decent return for Zach, but I, I also yeah. agree that you're selling him at as probably the lowest point possible from... You know his own value standpoint and you i don't know if you have a tremendous amount of leverage here you're kind of hoping that the rest of the league views him favor favorably and that they're willing to you know trade their guys for him trade their picks for him but i guess that's just hope at this stage and i certainly am hoping the same i'm not expecting the same but i'm, I'm hoping that's the case but yeah, I, I guess you could certainly make that argument. But I, I, my natural mindset with this when as soon as I heard it, was, okay, cool, you, you should have probably done this six months ago. You're selling him out at the lowest point, assuming you do sell him at all. And I guess that's another thing that we need to suggest here, that the Bulls have asked a lot for Zach in the past. Are they prepared to move on that? Because I would assume that they will need to move on that, given that teams didn't want to move for Zach previously, for whatever the Bulls were asking for at the time. Are they more willing to do so now? Maybe. But I think the Bulls will need to sort of lower their price as well. So it's it's an interesting one. There's a lot of dynamics at play. But uh, I, I still think this is probably the wrong time to be doing it. But not doing it as well is probably the wrong decision as well. <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, I
2: Sorry, I Will. Think, um, I just wanted to throw a, a comment uh, from Football CF Candy in there talking about how the bidding war aspect might be underrated in this. If we're worried about the Bulls selling low on Zach, if there are many playoff-bound teams who already are confident in the fact that they are playoff bound, you know, 10, 12 games into the season, maybe that can get some sort of bidding war going and and we end up with a higher value for Zach than we're currently fearing. And on that note, also worth pointing out from Shams's report that many of the NBA's 30 GMs are in Chicago this week for the annual Champions Classic, the major opening night of the college basketball season, this is where conversations could begin, suggested Chom. So maybe even as early as now, if we might not get the actual trade for another month or or more, Mm -hmm. teams are going to start to feel out what, what will it take for us to add Zach Levine to our playoff bound team?
0: And I actually think this is potentially a really good time to trade him. I agree, Mark, that they should have done this last summer. They should have done it at the trade deadline before that. And frankly, they should have done it at the 2021 trade deadline when they instead traded for Vooch, you're, I mean, they could have traded a Zach Levine first time all-star at age 26, who had two years left at $18 million on his contract. What they should have done is traded him then and continued their rebuild around Lowry and Pat and Kobe and Wendell and, you know, whoever they would have drafted in the top five of that class. And then a bunch of future picks. I mean, that really would have been the time to do it. But the issue is they wanted to take a shortcut, and I have a lot more to say about that later. But I I do want to just say that um, I think people are really down on Zach's value right now, and I think a lot of that is fair. He has not played well. He's owed a lot of money. He is not a a star defensive player, and I think a lot of teams see through that. But he also has a reputation of being an elite scorer. That is true. I'm not too worried about the offensive side of the ball. It's more is he going to buy into whatever – team system that he goes to. Um, But I think doing this now or even closer to the deadline actually could really benefit the Bulls. And the reason I say that is because teams are going to kind of know who they are at that point more so than they did in this past summer. So yeah, maybe the Sixers are out and I'm not actually going to rule them out because Zach's super close with Embiid, super close with Maxi. They all train with the same guy. Uh, Maxi and Zach are both uh, New Balance guys. I think there's a lot of reasons why those players can make the push and maybe that forces Daryl Morey's hand a little bit. Um, But you have teams that are young and up and coming like the Pacers who are starting six and four um, like the Orlando magic who are five and four right now, like the um, OKC thunder who are six and four and in, you know, uh, a fight for home playoff position. Those teams could at some point decide they're ready to take a step forward. And, you know, they're not, like glamor market teams. They're not going to be able to go out and get all-star players in free agency. So if you want a guy who's an all-star player, who's locked into four more years, you're going to have to do that in the trade market. So I could see teams like that going after him. I could see teams like the Kings who started off a a little bit slowly, same thing, small market team. Uh, They have cap space, but they're not going to be able to use it in free agency. Go trade for a star player who's locked in for four more years. Uh, You're always going to have the Lakers and the heat and, you know, the Knicks and those players who are always looking for that next star. I think there's actually going to be a handful of teams that closer to the deadline do have a lot of interest in Zach. And I think the the Daryl Morey, James Harden saga also gives me a lot of hope here too. Um, there was one bidder for James Harden. It was the Clippers. Daryl Morey just held firm and said, I want two picks and I want to swap and I want, You know, the assets to be able to go out and get the next guy because you don't have that guy for me. And even though there was only one suitor, he got what he wanted. And I think if the Bulls play it the same way, they can get enough to where if they do the right thing, and I say that very meaningfully, they have to do the right thing here. Um, But if they do, I think they can set themselves up well.
2: Let's, uh, let's take our first break there and then we can pick this conversation back up on the other side. Still lots more to break down about potential teams the Bulls could get the best packages from and, and what this means as far as whether or not the snowball rolls uh, and, and the Bulls uh, sees trading Zach as step one to trading several other people or if this is going to be a retool. Uh, While we share these words from our friends and sponsors on this emergency episode of CHGO Bulls, we thank you all for joining us. Do us one more quick favor. Hit that thumbs up button if you're watching along with us live on YouTube. We greatly appreciate it. Helps us out a lot. Make sure you are also, of course, subscribed to CHGO Sports YouTube channel so you can get alerts anytime we do things like go live for an emergency episode. Big Dave, tell the fine people out there in Bulls Nation about the great deals and products at Midtown Athletic
1: Club. Well, it's about getting your body right. And getting it tight. I mean, look at guys like Mark Kay and Will the Go Gottlieb. All right, those guys, you know, take care of themselves. You know, Mark I'm K getting my body right. Tight. Mike, Mark I'm
2: trying to f- drinking a 4:50 p.m. beer, baby. Come again,
1: on. Again, again, not again. Let me speak to the people who do stuff. <laughs> let, me, let me talk to them. My man Mark Kay. Mark Kay keeps it tight because he has children. That's how he keeps it right. You know, running around, chasing around. See, Red Ted keeps it together. Will the to Go Gottlieb? We know he gets up at 2 a.m., 3 a.m. in the morning and goes on an 80-mile run and keeps itself right and together. That's how the qual stays correct because the wind flows through it like that. <laughs> but if you can't do these things, if you don't have these kids, if you can't get up that early, what you need to do is hit up the Midtown Athletic Club and get your workout in that way. They have several locations for you. They have one in Palatine in the northwest suburbs, Bannockburn in the North Shore, Willowbrook in the southwest suburbs, and the Midtown Athletic Club and Hotel in the middle of Bucktown and Lincoln Park, it is Matt Peck's sister approved. And the Midtown Palentine has launched this multi-million dollar transformation of the club, which will be complete in early 2024, just in time for your New Year's resolutions to get yourself in shape. So you can enjoy so many things, man. They got anything that you need for any kind of person that you are. Single people, families with kids. People looking to make lifestyle changes and holistic wellness. We know Matt Peck is all about that. So, so many opportunities and so many programs that they have because it isn't just gym quality. They have wonderful boutiques that are boutique quality. All right. Amazing outdoor and indoor pools and hot tubs. The super luxe locker rooms with the wet and dry saunas and the premium amenities. Got group exercises, they got cross training, spin and cycling, they got boxing, they got yoga, and they got high intensity interval training. Anything you like to do, they got you covered. And Karm always talks about the tennis courts at the Midtown Athletic Club, how much he loves playing there. They got the outdoor and indoor tennis courts, y'all. All All right, these are also used for pickleball and paddle tennis. So it's professional quality all the way because it's the Midtown Athletic Club. And we wouldn't have it no other way for y'all. Head over to midtown.com slash C-H-G-O. Find out more and tour the Midtown Athletic Club nearest you. Midtown Athletic Club. Sweat it out.
2: Today's C-H-G-O Bowl is also brought to you by our friends at Empire Today. With Empire Today, you get shop at home convenience, the right product for your needs, quick and professional installation, and a low price guarantee. Empire is the best place to get new flooring. So of course, they're going to have copycats amongst their competitors. But those copycats can't beat Empire on quality. They can't beat them on service. They can't beat them on speed. So all they do is advertise low prices of low quality products that Empire wouldn't put in their own floors in their own homes. And they certainly wouldn't put them in yours. Anyone who does is just ripping you off. That's all it is. Empire keeps shopping for floor simple with a curated product selection. Their philosophy is to help you find what you need, rather than overwhelming you with 1000s of unnecessary choices and substitutes. What they leave out of their selection is just as important as what they put into it. Their product team exhaustively combs through 1000s of product samples each year to find the perfect styles that then they actually offer to their clients. They also have a very wonderful and useful easy to use feature called the virtual floor designer, which is a great way to see how different types of new flooring would look in any space in your home. It's easy, just snap a picture. And then you can instantly see how different floors look in different rooms throughout your home. You can see how it works with different lighting in your home, different decor. So you can see what the floors look like to get the floors that you want. They also pride themselves on convenient shop at home service. They help customers shop for floors where they use their floors. So they can see exactly what those floors are going to look like helping you make that informed decision. They also service their own warranties. No call, no calling third party manufacturers. Empire will take care of it if there's an issue. Schedule a free in-home estimate today. All listeners can receive a $350 discount. We're coming up on the holidays, y'all. Everybody's looking for savings. How about $350 off on the new flooring that you've been thinking about putting in your home? Make sure you use that promo code CHGO. Restrictions apply. See empiretoday.com slash CHGO for details. 588-2300. Dave. Empire Today. Uh. Um, All right, y'all. Moving along. We can we can loop back to potential deals, potential teams in, in a minute. But I, I did see a comment from our guy Jamal from Bull Central, who shout out, I believe, like just touched down in Chicago earlier this afternoon. He's going to the game tomorrow night. Hopefully we'll get a chance to see him uh, on either Wednesday or Friday for these uh Bulls Magic games. But he was asking uh to get our thoughts on this part of Shams' report that while the Bulls and Zach have now come to an agreement on hey, let's look for some potential, you know, new landing spots. The Bulls are still interested in keeping Demar Derozan, um, which I find unsettling. Um, I, I like we, we've heard that there have been talks with, between Demar and the Bulls leading up to the start of this season on a potential extension. Seems like nothing, you know, came really close. Uh, Shams doubled down in this latest report today that they're still significantly apart on said ex- uh, possible extension negotiations, um, which obviously begs the question. If the Bulls do find a trade partner for DeMar and they feel good about the return of that trade, why focus on keeping DeMar around on a new deal or even keeping DeMar through the rest of this season? And the same question can be, of course, then posed about Vooch, who just signed a new deal, about Caruso, who still has the back half of this season and one more year on a very team-friendly deal for a first-team all-defense caliber player. That is that is I think another big concern among uh, certain bulls fans right now is okay, if they trade Demar, I mean if they trade Zach, step one, but it can't only be step one, yay, we fixed it and then continue you know trotting Demar and Vooch out there right I mean I I assume I'm not the only one who feels like that can't be the only part of this plan to fix this
3: I mean. Yeah, I mean, that that, that would be bad. <laughs> but again, am I expecting that to be the case or not the case? No, I'm not. I'm expecting Demar to be here post whatever this thing is. And the funny thing is, if we go back however long, remember when everyone used to pretend that AK was super stealth and we never knew anything he was doing or we had no idea what the Bulls were thinking, all this stuff? They've been very, very clear as to what they're trying to do. And they've been telling us very clearly as to who they're trying to be, what they're trying to be who they do like, who they don't like, all those sorts of things, what their aspirations are. And their aspirations right now as a ball club is to be a team that gets back to the postseason. not necessarily the the best team in the East, maybe not even the fifth best team in the East, but a team that can get, you know, slot in at seventh or eighth and do the thing that way and consistently show up from that point of view. They've also told us that they really love DeMar. They love what he brings more generally on and off the court and that they would like to bring him back. So there's absolutely no reason why any of us should feel that Zach is just the first domino, and that Alex Caruso would be moved, that Vuce is going to be moved, that Demar's going to be moved, that the rebuild is coming. Whilst I would love to see it being blown up, I don't think that's going to happen. I know I predicted that in our uh, you know preseason column type thing, but based on everything they've said, that we shouldn't be expecting this. So I think this is just the start of us being continuously maddened by this this organization by management. I'll I'll happily be wrong on this. If they do something completely different, I will be very surprised, but we shouldn't be expecting that and we should be expecting, quote unquote, the worst in this scenario.
0: (laughs) And I think you can even take a step back and look at it from the perspective of like, what are they going to look for in return for Zach? And is that going to be something that's future oriented or is that going to be something that's win now oriented? And I cannot stress to you enough to everybody that's listening, to AK, to Jerry Reinsdorf, like that would be a massive mistake, a massive detrimental mistake that would set this franchise back at least five to 10 years. If they continue to try to win with this group, you remove one of your best players and bring in some role players, you know, on decent contracts and maybe get like one protected future pick, that would be, A disaster because you're not setting yourself up for the future and you're not going to be better for it in the present. They need to prioritize next year. They need to prioritize the next five or 10 years. And the only way to do that is by getting young players and draft picks, by moving on from DeMar, by moving on from Caruso, by seeing what you can get for Vooch, if anything, and putting these players, um, one, in better situations so that they have a better chance to win and two, set yourself up future success if they continue to try to get the eighth seed that's what they will be doing they will be running on that hamster wheel for years to come Uh, they have a chance here the way that they had a chance when they traded jimmy to set themselves up they didn't do it well the first time i think we can all agree um but i cannot stress enough how this will just turn into the same like mediocrity begets mediocrity it will just be the same more of the same unless they actually do the right thing and set themselves up well and not take any shortcuts. And I'm not saying that they're not going to do that, but to Mark's point, I'm not confident that they are going to do that. And so um, I just want to make my stance very clear that like they need to rebuild, they need to tear it down. They need to get everything they can. And the priority right now should be draft picks and seeing, putting, giving everything you have into Patrick Williams to see if he is worth keeping around past this year let him fail, let him run around, whatever, let him earn his contract. Like the priority has to be young players and draft picks. Um, if they continue on with a 35-year-old DeMar and a 34-year-old Vooch next year, they are just, again, delaying the inevitable, completely missing the point and setting themselves up for, you know, a 10th pick every single year in the draft from this year moving forward.
1: For me, it and I think you all are correct. I think you're all absolutely right. But for me, it doesn't matter completely what the front office wants to do with DeMar. It matters what DeMar wants to do. Because especially from the things I'm reading from Shams, that DeMar wants to see where the team is going before committing to a new contract. So if DeMar doesn't want to be here, guess what? He won't be here. He's out. So they really have don't have a say-so after this year in what happens with him. It's on him if he wants to be here or not. They have a say so now during the year, you know, while he's selling the contract, you know, as far as trading him, which I think they should do, which I think they should definitely do and get what they can for him. But if they're talking about keeping him, it's that's a nice sentiment. But the other side of that is does DeMar want to stay here and continue to deal with it. Maybe DeMar wants something different for his career. Maybe he wants to go back home to L.A., whether the Clippers or the Lakers and do something different. Maybe he wants to go to Toronto and do something there, different. He has options, you know, and the Bulls are not his only option right now. He can make that decision for himself. So I think that's why I'm not as worried about it because I don't think DeMar is going to want to stay after the season is over. Um, I just think he's going to want something different uh, for himself. And different means, you know, going back home, like I mentioned, or going to another team and seeing a new challenge. But I don't think it's going to be here with the Chicago Bulls. So the front office can want him all he wants to, but DeMar is the one who can make that decision, you know, because he's the one that has to put pen to paper, you know, and sign on that dotted line. But that's why I feel like he's kind of in that position where I think, you know, you should move him kind of right now and get an asset for DeMar DeRozan because I don't feel in my gut that he's going to sign a contract and come back to the Chicago Bulls and keep doing things, you know what I'm saying, when it comes to mediocrity because he's long in the tooth. And when guys that are his kind of level of great they usually want to you know finish their career on a winning note not on a rebuilding note not on a retooling note but somewhere that's going to put them close to getting a championship and something on their resume so yeah I think that's what how I look at it and why I don't have that real sense of fear or concern because I don't think he's going to sign
2: I, yeah, I shout think out to, uh, sorry, just Taryn 7 in the comments agreed with you, Dave, about the fact that you know it's up to DeMar if he, he actually wants to stick around if they trade Zach away, and this is looking more and more like a retooling project. It's going to be hard to convince Zach, uh, DeMar to to sign a new contract in, in that regard. But I, th- I think most Bulls fans would agree that it's in the team's best interest, our fans' best interest, if you don't sign DeMar to a new contract because it would be more of the same. So if that's the case, Will, then doesn't it make the most sense to even if it's not much trading DeMar before this season's trade deadline to get something for him as opposed to getting nothing for him when he leaves as a free agent next summer.
0: 1,000%. And frankly, I'd rather lose him for nothing than reinvest in him beyond this year because, again, it just sets you up to be a mediocre to a a low-end mediocre team. And here's what I'll say to you, Dave, is like I think – What the Bulls should do is learn from the way that they handled the Vooch situation last year. I don't think Vooch wanted to be a part of a losing team. I don't think any of these guys who are super competitive and good players want to be part of a losing team. But when the best any team is going to offer you is the $12 million mid-level exception, and you come with $18.5 million, it's hard to say no to that. And I think the sentiment for players around the league right now is take the money and then ask for the trade. So... If a team is gonna overpay you by, you know, 33%, then you take that and you hope to get traded. The problem is these guys aren't tradable for positive value on their current contracts right now. Mm -hmm. Everybody's tradable at, you know, if you attach the right assets and dump them onto a team with space, but if the bulls give Damar, the the detail from the story was that the bulls and Damar are not seeing eye to eye on years and dollars. So if you're clearing out a ton of salary, by shipping away Zach, what does that allow you to do? It allows you to clear out a lot of money to give to DeMar. And if they do that and sign DeMar for three or four years at 25 or $30 million into his age 37 season, that contract is not tradable. And now you're stuck with an mm-hmm. age 34, 35, 36, 37-year-old DeMar and an age 33, 34, 35-year-old Vooch for the next three, four years. What does that do? That puts you in the same, Screw if not me. a worse position- as you are now and that's why i say like there is a sunk cost fallacy with this where they should have like you know mark and i and i think matt uh dave i think it's taken you a little bit longer to get on board with the teardown but um Mm -hmm. we've been saying like they need to do this and the longer they wait to do it the more bad decisions they're going to make in the meantime and i think if they're, they're now stuck with Vooch. Like Vooch is not going to be tradable. I think he's playing well, maybe at some point in the next two years, uh, a team, you know, on an expiring deal might take a shot at him, but that's still two years of, you know, development and draft picks uh, out the door that you can't use. And I just think if they do that same thing with DeMar, it's going to be an absolute nightmare because DeMar is going to say, you're going to pay me $30 million when the next best team is going to offer me 13. Fantastic. I'll ask for that. And then I'll ask for a trade. And you know, there's maybe the Lakers are always going to be that team that's out there for him. Um, But as it stands right now, if you trade DeMar, that team will have his bird rights, meaning they can sign him above the cap. So a trade for, you know, Hachimura and D'Angelo Russell, it's not going to be great. And it puts you in a weird spot with players Mm -hmm. and years in the short term, but maybe you pick up an extra pick with it and it prevents you from re-signing this guy, uh, and setting yourself back that way. So I think you're right that DeMar will want to be in a winning situation. He's been with the Spurs and they've been pretty bad. He's been with the Bulls and they've been pretty bad. Maybe he does want to win, but I think there's still a way for him to do that and also get the money and that, or at least he can convince himself that he can. Um, But I think the money will always be the primary thing. And I think that's what the Bulls need to like. They need to prevent themselves from making more dumb decisions.
1: Yeah.
3: See, on that Lakers point, I was going to bring that up as an example as to why maybe losing DeMar in the offseason isn't as bad as what maybe some people think it is. I would rather let DeMar walk than trading him just to trade him. But in trading him to make the money work, you take on guys that you don't necessarily love, you're not thrilled about, and they have years owing left on their deals. Like D'Angelo Russell. There is a player... There's probably very few players I would hate to see more than D'Angelo Russell in Chicago. But the fact that he has one year remaining on his deal would be very nauseating. Rui Hachimura, Hachimura, I'm not a Rui guy. He's got two more years after this year. So cool. If you can trade DeMar for some stuff to say you got stuff back for DeMar, okay, great. But if it means taking on salary beyond this season for guys that you're not really in love with, I don't love that idea as well, and, and maybe, maybe, maybe you do it because the Lakers send you back a first or a few seconds or whatever it is, and that's the price. Considerations?
2: And did somebody well, say? we all need
3: to get we all we all need some more cash in our life, so that would be <laughs> ideal too. But I, I guess all I'm saying is, depending on what type of deal you can get for Demar, we shouldn't just assume that losing him for nothing in the off season is the worst case scenario. Because I think there's arguments for it being that it actually could be more favourable depending on what is actually out there. I agree with that. Yeah. And I think I
2: saw our our friend Eco being in the comments earlier when you were making uh, the beginning of that point, Will, saying, Well, Will, where was this take about, you know, maybe it is in the team's best interest to just let DeMar walk for nothing when we were having the Zach Levine new contract conversation, you know, two summers ago? I I think those are not comparable things because Zach at that point was still an all star rising into his prime. And showed that he was worthy of a max contract. Signing a 34-going-on-35-year-old DeMar DeRozan to a, yet another new multi-year deal where he's making upwards of $25 million annually annually and, and instead of that, choosing to let him walk and take the entire team in a new direction is not the same thing as being on board with signing Zach to that contract when it didn't seem like letting Zach walk was a smarter option than that.
0: Yeah, and look, I mean, I think there's a lot of difference of, of opinion right now um, as far as what direction the Bulls are going to take. Uh, Casey Johnson tweeted uh, about an hour ago. For those advocating full rebuild, this regime inherited a rebuild and cashed out on it uh, in two and a half years ago. Um, they've said the public uh, multiple times to the public that it desires to make the playoffs. A stand supported by all offseason moves and the Nashville training camp will take a lot more than a four and seven start to change that. So I think there is this sentiment that's the Bulls are going to continue to try to win. And again, I wrote it. Um, I cannot stress it enough. I think that would be an absolute disaster. Whether it happens or not, Like my opinion is that that would be the worst thing that you can do. Like Mark said, I think it'd be Try to win like four and seven are,
2: and 12th place in the East is trying to win.
0: Yeah, and maybe they're just so bad anyway that it doesn't matter and they kind of tank unintentionally. <laughs> Um, but like they, I, I, what I, I said this last night, I I think what they will try to do is considering the fact that they have a top 10 protected pick going to the Spurs in 2025, I think what they will try to do is get stuff back for Zach that keeps them competitive this year, try to be competitive again next year, get off that pick. Maybe it's like the 13th or, you know, 15th or 17th pick in the draft. Then all their picks are, are their own. They have complete flexibility moving forward. And then you can start, um, you know, safely going towards the bottom without the risk of losing valuable picks. My feeling on it is you just can't like worry about what other teams are going to do. You have to do what's best for yourself and what's best for yourself right now, uh, as it was this past summer, as it was last trade deadline. And frankly, the summer before that is to go full rebuild and they have an opportunity to get stuff for an expiring tomorrow who's still very good and can be helpful to the right team. They have an opportunity to trade Alex Caruso, who's making nine and a half million dollars this year. And next you get two playoff runs with a first team, all defensive player uh making almost nothing. That's a super valuable asset. And if you can get anything for boots, you do it. Like I said before, the priority is young players and picks and seeing if Patrick Williams is worth keeping around. The only way to do that is to see if he's actually good. And the only way to do that is to let him have the space to do that. Um, According to I, some I, people
2: here, Will, it doesn't matter if DeMar <laughs> is on the floor or not when it comes to Patrick Williams and his development. Yeah, <laughs> and I,
0: think, <laughs> I think that's, that's fine. But look, like the developing role player skills are different than developing on ball skills. I think that's kind of a, Agreed. a thing we can all agree on. And De- Patrick has not been good at the role player stuff. Maybe he could be good at the on-the-ball stuff. Who knows? But the point is, like, you need to find out. And I think that has to be the priority right now is just, like, moving forward with this team because even even their best players, Zach, Damar, uh, Booch, their best days are behind them. It's like, you got to move forward now. You got to see if there's anything on your roster that's worth keeping around because if not, then you got to collect picks and young players and move forward from there. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. As, uh, as Mike Armantrout said to Walter White, no more half measures. This cannot be a half measure move. If they trade Zach Levine, they can't full measures. Um, let's, let's take a second break. We'll come back and continue talking about this. Maybe dive into some potential trade partners, um, that the bulls might be talking to when it comes to Zach Levine. Thank you again for hanging out with us. We got 370 something bulls fans hanging out live with us, uh, on this emergency episode. Appreciate y'all. Not even 100 likes yet. Let's get the likes up. Come on, y'all. Come on. Um, Come on. You can do that and multitask while listening to these words from our friends and sponsors. The next, next of whom, is uh, Big Dave.
1: Marque, could you do me a favor and just please tell me what time is it? Current time. Oops. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> No, Dana, only soon <laughs> No, kids, don't Sorry. be worried. It's all right. Don't be concerned. It's okay. It's all right. Don't be concerned. It's all right, man. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all your sports, music, comedy, and theater nearest you with those killer deals. All-in prices, views from your seat. And their best price guarantee, Game Time, takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event and even an hour after it starts. It is not the place, it is the place to find last minute seats, find exclusive flash deals, and sponsor deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and much, much more. And with the zone deals, You pick the section and game time does the selecting and get yourself an average savings of 18%. And game time guarantee means you'll always, and I mean always, get the best price. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, use the code CHGO for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem that code CHGO, get your pretty little self. $20 20 dollars off download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Because will to go got leave in your deepest voice. What time is it, sir? Game time. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> well done, well done. <laughs> Today's CHO Bulls, also brought to you by Ray Chevy it's black friday savings time y'all at ray chevrolet in fox lake as one of the top selling chevy dealers in the midwest you'll always be able to shop one of chicagoland's largest chevy inventories and all month long you can save big at Ray chevy during their black friday sales event where you can choose from over 100 silverados in stock the perfect tailgating vehicle But that's not all get 0% financing with $0 down and zero payments until 2024. Plus I know everyone loves the word free. That's what you'll get this month at Ray Chevrolet in Fox Lake, a free oil change. All you need to do is mention CHGO when scheduling your oil change. It's a black Friday offer. You don't want to miss, but you have to schedule it by November 30th also. They have confidence with that Ray Price promise that you will get the best deal possible. It's a guarantee that the price you see online is the price you pay when you go into the dealership and say, I would like that car or truck, please. In many cases, other dealerships and other dealers will raise that price that is listed online when you come in and say, hey, I want that car or I want that truck because they'll say, oh, it's fine print offering and it's only specific to people who have 12 toes or people who are Olympic gold medalists or... Something else, Uh, you know, I I got 10 toes and I'm not a gold medalist. So, why are you telling me I can't get that price? That's not fair. I want the price listed. That will never happen to you at Ray Chevy. In fact, Ray does everything possible to find additional savings for you when you walk in and say, Hey, I want that car truck. So, you may end up paying even less than the price you see on their website, but you'll never pay more and that is the ray price promise visit ray chevrolet in fox lake or raychevrolet.com to get your black friday savings and that free oil change they've been serving the community since 1963. find new roads uh all right y'all let, let's talk about some some potential trade machiney kind of stuff because that's fun and uh we might have a month to wait before this trade happens because as we mentioned there are several players around the league who are just now starting new deals they signed this summer who can't be traded until December 15th. Some of them can't even be traded until January and teams who are willing to offer up said players will have to wait to make the Bulls those official offers. I did see somebody in our comments talking about the New York Knicks, which seems like a, a reasonable place to start given that some of the, the more substantial rumors and maybe even reporting around previous Zach Levine and whether or not the Bulls are trading him came about the Bulls and the Knicks talking over the past year or so. Um, And obviously, something to keep in mind for all of these, and I think, Mark, I saw you talking about it on Twitter earlier today, is that when it comes to whether or not you're talking about taking Knicks contracts back or any team's contracts back, the Bulls are flirting on the luxury tax line. So if you're talking about (laughs) sending out contracts and taking back contracts mid-season trade-wise, you have to keep that in mind. Do we still... see a viable trade though if the knicks are looking to shake things up it looks like you know maybe julius Randle is already done with tom thibodeau we were wondering if that would be an issue this season randall seems to be frustrated knicks off to an up and down start uh but but there was a trade out there that involved maybe quickly or, or maybe one of the other young guys and maybe some draft capital do, do you still see that as a possibility will
0: I don't think I ever really felt like the Knicks were going to be that great of a partner. Um, I just, yeah, there's something about that situation that just doesn't feel like there's the whole CAA versus clutch thing. I think that's a piece of it. Um, I think the the Knicks are pretty well set um, on the perimeter, and I'm not really sure like how uh, a Tom Thibodeau team would defend with Jalen Brunson and um, and Levine back there, mm. I guess it's not like that out of the question, but I don't see them as being like a primary suitor. And I also heard that those talks were like not as serious as it really seemed. It was kind of like a Nick's checked in about Zach's availability. Bull said he's going to cost you a lot. Nick said, all right, talk to you guys later. (laughs) Fair (laughs) enough.
3: I think it's, it's a little bit harder to do now as well. Like previously you had, um, Derek Rose's potential opt-in number of $14 million, which could have been included for salary reasons. You had Evan Fournier. You had a few other guys that were on the Knicks last season where it made it a little bit more palatable for them maybe to move out the guys that they didn't necessarily want. Whereas now, to make the money work, you probably need to include either RJ Barrett or Julius Randle along with Fournier. And none of that really excites me, to be fair. So even even if the Knicks wanted... Uh, Zach, I don't know if I want anything really from the Knicks anyway. So, I don't, I don't think the Knicks are really a suitable option. And to be fair, like they're winning, they're winning basketball games right now with their current group. They've kept things as is. Like I said before, they've been aiming for something probably a little bit bigger than Zach anyway. So I don't see the Knicks as a realistic uh, alternative here or an option. I'm going to throw one out to you guys. I've been playing around with the uh, the trade machine as we've been speaking. Mm-hmm. Now, full caveat. I'm not saying I would want this deal to happen. I'm not saying it's a good deal. But if we go back to what we were talking about before in terms of the bulls telling us who they are and the type of deal they would want to make, the uh, you know the, let's let's continue the theme of heading to New York. I'm, all'm I'm, all I'm saying here is Royce O'Neill, Dorian Finney Smith, and Spencer Dinwiddie and one or two of these Phoenix Suns first first round picks from the future lines up with Zach Levine and Dalen Terry. So you get to have your cake and eat it too in the sense that you get your picks, but you get to stay relevant. You get to buy into a whole bunch of 30-year-olds who can help keep this thing afloat for the the time being. So that to me is the type of deal I think the Bulls will be chasing, assuming they're even prepared to move off for Zach Levine, getting in two or three decent role guys, and if possible, some future first-round picks. And if they have to settle for one pick, I think they,
0: they will. Yeah, junior Sports as the comment said, a comment said, role
2: player jackpot.
0: <laughs> but I do, I agree. That's like the, that's probably what is along the lines of what they're going to be looking for. Because as I said, they've still got a pick going out and I think they're going to try to be competitive um, at least through like Booch's contract. It would not surprise me if that was the goal to get DeMar to sign a, a one plus one or a two year deal and really compete for this year and the next two. And like I said, I mean, I don't think that's going to be the case. If you remove one of the best players on the team. And you bring back some decent role players, I don't see how that makes you better. Um, so that's why I feel like picks need to be the priority. The other um issue, I think, with the uh the trade machine trade machiners, I guess I'll say the the you know, all the suggestions that we're seeing on Twitter, it's like you only have 15 roster spots, and there's not gonna be like Zach's making a lot of money, and a lot of teams don't have big dollar guys that can, you know just swap you one for one, the bulls have one open roster spot. They can take back a three for two or a two for one, but you have to also be considering the fact that the bulls have to keep their roster under 15. Um, I believe, uh, Terry Taylor is non-guaranteed. So maybe you cut him, uh, and that opens up a little bit more flexibility, but these like seven, eight for one trades are just, it's not possible.
1: Well, let me throw – I'll throw this one uh, out at you that I was reading in uh, Sports Illustrated uh, about an hour ago when, when all this news kind of dropped. They threw out a hypothetical for the Knicks. Um, obviously Zach Levine, but it trends. R.J. Barrett, Evan Fournier, the 20, their 2024 first-round pick and their 2027 first-round pick for Zach Levine.
0: That's like the exact – like modern version of the Jimmy Butler trade. It's like mm-hmm. a, a young guy who's like got a big name, but like, isn't actually that good. Um, and not to say he can't get good. Zach obviously turned himself into a very, very good player. Um, but th- that just kind of feels like the same package. And again, I think that just comes back to the fact that it's going to depend on one. What is AK's line in the sand? How much does he want in terms of productive players now And how much does he want in terms of draft picks? It's hard to get both. There are teams Mm -hmm. like the Nets who have collected uh, a bunch of role players and also have a bunch of other picks. And they're a great trade partner because you're not necessarily just betting on their downfall. You're betting on the Suns in 2028 and 2030. Um, You're betting on like the Rockets long term. I mean, these teams have enough diversity of draft picks to where that actually could be really exciting. Same with the Sixers. They just got a bunch of the Clippers picks. So um i could see teams like that being interested i could also see teams like orlando coming in with like fultz and jonathan isaac to match salary and a pick or two um that would be I'm, i'm not a big jonathan isaac guy but like i think fultz could be a player to build around um that that's another kind of package that i feel like the bulls have been looking for a point guard they can get a guy in there that can push the tempo that can run up and down that can defend the Magic can add some scoring and shooting to their team, which desperately needs it. And they still have the you know, defensive infrastructure around him to where that makes sense. So, um, you know, Indiana, maybe uh, Buddy Healed has requested a trade. They've got uh, a couple of bigger salary guys like uh, Bruce Brown. I don't know if they'd want to move him, but that money works. Or you can do like Daniel Tice and a couple of um, smaller contracts. Again, it's going to be, I think, one of these teams that's a small market team. That isn't going to be a free agent destination, that's the t- kind of team that's going to be willing to absorb him into their cap space. Or it's going to be, you know, a team that's up against the tax, like the Lakers, a, a glamour market like them, where they gotta f- you know free up some space by doing this via trade and they're willing to add a pick. The problem is they only have one pick to trade and it's 2029. Mm-hmm. So not uh, no, for st- you-
2: st- sticking in New York before we can move to another East team we haven't touched on yet. Uh, Mark, I couldn't help but notice when you were rattling off a potential net steel, Royce DFS, there was, you know, at Dinway, there was no mention of either cam in that trade. And I think it's because you're smart enough to know that as I, and I've seen a lot of bulls fans being like, can we get cam Johnson? Can we get cam Thomas? If if Brooklyn wants Zach, I, I don't see them putting either of those guys in the trade for Zach Levine, which sounds crazy, might sound crazy to some bulls fans, but you know. I, I just don't see it. Also, uh, shout out to our, our buddy Bulldog over at NBC Sports Chicago. He was texting with me, Big David Sabine, earlier today. Like maybe like Cam and and Ben Simmons for like and given Zach and Mar. I'm sorry, everything that we've gone through with Lonzo over the last two years. If you try to send Ben Simmons my way as a Bulls fan, I am I am smacking you upside the head. No, we just got another injury update about nerve damage or nerve structure nerve problems with Ben Simmons today. Anyone throwing Ben Simmons in a, in a trade machine that has him coming and putting on a Bulls uniform? No, no, goddammit, it, no! Stop. That's the PG, um, that's the
1: PG version of what he said, guys. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's The nice version of what he said. All right. <laughs>
3: yeah, I, I could imagine that being the case, but I think you know, uh, <laughs> that's an interesting point. But like, and just to, to ram home some other things, we're all going to be playing with the trade machine for the next however long. But let's just keep in mind that certain guys like a Cam Johnson or whomever it may be, potentially can't be moved until December 15 or Jan 15, depending on the type of deal they signed, the type of free agent they were. Um, and, And, you know, there's some other things that can or can't be moved at this time of year, depending on, you know, the type of transaction those things have been involved with in the past. So. This is only just the beginning, I guess is the point. There's probably going to be a ton more fake trades that you'll be seeing online. There's probably going to be a ton of fake trains that we'll be cooking up on this podcast. I know the goat is probably in a oh, frenzy right now, cooking up like fifty different it. trades. <laughs> <laughs> I can I can imagine that he's doing that. So Charlie
0: Day, this is only he, he went start. full John
2: Wick. You went full John Wick on Twitter
3: today. Yeah,
2: I'm thinking I'm back.
0: <laughs>
3: So, uh, yeah, that, that's the point. This is only the start. It's going to get interesting, and some of this is going to be uh, very fun to do, but let, let's 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 see how it all plays out. But the key piece, Dave, what was that New York trade that you floated before? It was Barrett and uh, Evan, Fournier for Zach?
1: Yeah, uh, Evan Fournier, RJ Barrett, the 2024 first-rounder, and the 2027 first-rounder.
3: Okay, I can tell you categorically now why that's not going to happen. That puts the balls into the tax. So that's the other caveat that I wanted to close this <laughs> podcast with. In fake <laughs> trades, make sure you're not including guys until you know they're eligible to be traded. And two, make sure the trades that you're putting forth keep the balls out of the tax because that, that's the mandate, folks. So we, we need to operate He's under right. those
1: conditions. He's right. They He's stated they're not going in unless they're winning and this is not a situation of winning. So they are not going to that tax at all. <laughs> he is correct
2: uh gentlemen let's touch on the team that has also been floated around because they had a trade package that they were putting together that they kept saying to portland don't you want this don't you want this don't you want this for dame portland kept saying no dame found his way to milwaukee on a deal that the blazers sought uh uh, sought to be a better deal now people are saying well what if the Heat put together the same or similar package that they had ready to send to Portland for Damian Lillard and instead just use it to go get themselves Zach Levine uh, to pair with Jimmy and Bam. Any thoughts on whether or not that that is feasible for the Bulls? And if it's something that, that you would like to see happen, y'all know how I feel about Tyler Hero. I don't want that crap. But uh, <laughs> what, what about you guys?
1: <sighs> is it I feasible a
3: first? Yeah, <laughs> I'm not to make Matthew mad, but uh if I'm the Heat, I say no to that trade. Like I can get 80% exactly with Tyler Hero, and I have to include picks, and I have to make the salary work with Duncan Robinson, another good shooter, yep. who I need to space yep. the floor around Jimmy and Bam. Nah, I'm I'm not I'm not doing that if I'm the Heat. Sorry to say,
1: I completely it. agree completely I, market.
3: I also see it as thing? unlikely
2: from from the heat side like that's why I said like not just the same trade package but maybe something similar but yeah, yeah. go ahead Will
0: yeah. so I agree I don't I don't see the heat having any interest in Zach right now but I think the Bulls could package Zach with Alex Caruso and that could really juice the return that they get and here's why Teams, as good as Alex Russo is, he's going to be worth like, I mean, the Bulls probably aren't going to trade him for less than like a pick and a good young prospect or like two picks because that's the production that he gives you, the impact that he has on winning basketball games. Um, But I think a lot of these teams in the NBA right now are hoarding picks to go after big stars, right? They want to save the Knicks are saving their six or seven draft picks and a bunch of salary filler for Embiid or Carl Towns. They're not waiting around for Alex Caruso uh, to come, you know, supply effort and energy and defense to their backcourt. So if you attach Caruso to Zach, um, I think that gets you a lot more. Teams are going to be really interested in Zach. I could see a team like Philadelphia, for example, being much more interested in a Zach plus Caruso package when they really need somebody that does what Caruso does and also does what Zach does. But now you're getting Caruso and he can help cover up some of the stuff that Zach doesn't do. I could see that being a lot more interesting. Could the Bulls get more for him, for Alex, if they traded him separately? Maybe. Uh, But again, I just don't know that a lot of these teams are going to be willing to give up what the Bulls want for just one role player. And, you know, we've seen trades like this where the Grizzlies went after Marcus Smart and they traded two picks to get him. Um, So maybe that's something that's potentially going to be available. But uh, I think that would be a way to, to move Zach where you're, potentially getting off of a lot of salary long-term and I mean, if it's like Tobias Harris and like Paul Reed and Jaden Springer and those Clippers picks for Zach and Caruso that gives Philly what they want in Caruso. It gives them the all-star caliber player that they want in Zach Levine. um, And it clears out a ton of cap room and gives you some, some picks and young players. I think that could be a good trade, but I've also heard that Philly is not all that interested, but that kind of deal um, I think does make a lot of sense and opens up some new avenues, some new suitors for Zach if you attach him to Caruso. Uh
2: James Andy in the comments saying still overvaluing AC L O L. Uh meanwhile, Joel Hernandez saying, uh, you know, the Caruso's trade value all time high right now. Our guy um, uh, where was he? I think our guy. Oh, yeah. booms there he is, Barton. Say, do you watch Uh, when the Bulls are on the defensive end, James? The whole league knows how valuable AC is. I, I don't think it's hyperbolic to suggest that the Bulls could have themselves a bidding war for Alex Caruso's services if they decide to trade him before this season's deadline. He is a reigning all-defensive first-team player who is playing... Lights out. You know we we know he's dealing with a little bit of a toe right now. I think I saw an update earlier today, Will, and you can confirm that he was upgraded from doubtful to questionable on the team's latest injury report for their game tomorrow. Um, you know we know that comes with the territory for for Caruso. He is also coming off of uh, a career high number of games played last season, and we've already touched on the insanely team friendly deal that is not just the remainder of this year, but an additional season in 24-25 So. I I don't think there is anything... That you can say is is overvaluing Caruso when comparatively we know that the Bulls have a tendency as an organization to overvalue some of their players when they're looking at them in potential trade packages. Um, we got to take one more quick break and then we can come back unless you know if you guys are all cool to stick around for like another shorter segment. You know I know we're going long, but I mean it's it's an emergency pod about a trades trade Zach Levine report and there are a couple teams out west that I see people in the comments talking about that we haven't touched on yet. So let's take a last quick break and then come back and do that uh today's show hit
0: the like first
2: yeah hit that like button
0: 415 in here only 117 likes come on guys
2: let's go uh okay good to know um we will wrap up by six but we can go a little bit longer today's show brought to you by our friends at foco chicago sports fans it's football season tailgating season still going strong That means you need to get fitted out with the best bears gear and all other gear available at foco.com. They've got hoodies for that nice, beautiful fall Chicago weather. They've got shoes, they've got signs, bobbleheads, everything in between. They've even got Aloha shirts, straw hats, polos, bags, everything you need for game day, for a tailgate, for hanging out at the bar with your buddies and holiday season, everybody's looking for gifts for their family members, friends and family. You can find perfect gifts for those people in your life who are sports fans just like you at Foco.com. Check out Foco.com or click the link in the description below. For all non-presale items, use the promo code CHGO and you will get 10% off your order at checkout. Again, that's FOCO.com. promo code CHGO for 10% off.
1: Mm. So when you're looking good, you might as well have a delicious beer to go with it to reward yourself on buying something that makes you look even more awesome. And the beer you should be drinking is the Goose Island Beer Company, y'all. They are supported by CHGO, and we support them as well. It is Chicago's beer since the joining year 1988. The Beer Hug Family, 312 Wheat Ale, the Full Pocket Pilsner, which we drank all of and is none of in our office because we ran through it, and it was delicious. But they also have the Oktoberfest beer, y'all. So in any month, even November or December, you can still enjoy some Oktoberfest beer. So... Grab that ultra fresh exclusive beer at the Goose Island Original Brew House on Clybourne Avenue in Lincoln Park or from their tap room on Fulton Street in West Town. It's the Goose Island Beer Company. It is Chicago's beer, the true taste of Chicago.
2: Uh, all right, y'all. Moving west, I've seen several people in the comments talking about the Oklahoma City th- Thunder. Will you mention them earlier as a, a young team that's on the rise and maybe suddenly more ready to be playoff competitive than maybe they or others anticipated looking to add a a win. Now star caliber player. I saw several people asking about our guy, Mark K and whether or not you could maybe form some sort of coalition of Aussie people, to get them to convince us uh, to to convince the thunder to give us Josh Giddy. Uh Markay is on the phone with the, with his people right now. Um that that's an interesting one. Uh, I I love Josh Giddy. I love his potential as like an NBA do-it-all kind of player. He's already showed that to us in, in a lot of examples, many nights. Some people think that he could end up being an, an odd man out of sorts for this Thunder, this young Thunder squad that has just talent on talent on talent, especially now with the introduction of Chet Holmgren after his red shirted rookie year. What do you guys think about potentially trying to get a deal done with OKC for Zach Levine? Uh, Mark, let's start with you.
3: Well, I mean, importantly, Josh Giddy is only 21 for everyone. So hey, that's, that's important to note he is youth very young, matters, Mark, <laughs> younger than Patrick Williams even. So he's very young. So yeah, look, he'd, he'd be interesting. Uh, Certainly doesn't help your shooting woes. (laughs) But in terms of playmaking, uh, he's arguably one of the best passers in basketball already. Uh, I won't have to worry about him rebounding the basketball like maybe some other players on this team. He's a fantastic rebounder as well. So let's see. I don't think... I mean, Sam Presti has continued to say that they're not prepared on they're not willing to maybe take that step or make that move or to skip steps so to speak so i don't think okc kind of makes sense on that front they do need more shooting do they need zach levine as such i i don't i don't think i don't i don't see the fit to be honest i, I like i like the idea of adding giddy to my team for completely biased reasons and i'm not sure if they're prepared to give up on giddy just yet nor do i think zach levine makes sense in oklahoma city and i don't know, even know if zach would want to go to okc so that one, to me, doesn't make a lot of sense, even if there's reasons for why I'd like to see it.
0: Yeah, I like Giddy, but I'm kind of with you, Mark. Like, if we're going to do this, like, let's let's not do the whole thing where we, like, get a bunch of guys who can't shoot and, like, put them together and see if you can, like, make offense work. I really like Giddy, and if you build the right team around him, I think he could be really good. Um, but it's this whole question of, like, you know, if you're going to have the ball in your hands... 30% of the time, you need to be really good. You need to be so good that your team can win, even if you have major flaws in your game. And I think that's kind of the problem we're running into with the Rosen. I think Giddy would be like probably too good of a prospect for the Bulls to get for Levine. So I don't see that happening anyway. But I think just in terms of you know strategy of team building, those are the questions that AK should be asking himself when he's wondering what he can get back for Levine. But like I said, I don't see OKC putting him in a deal. I feel like Giddy, Shea, J-Dub, Zach, Chet would be like the lineup he'd be after. And that's only if he's like, if if the Thunder are like really grooving and like looking like a contender um, closer to the deadline. I could see something more like, you know, we're talking salary filler of like Lou Dort and Bertans. And then maybe you get a prospect in Casein Wallace and a couple of picks. I, I think that's more reasonable from OKC side. And I really like case and I, I think he'd be um,
2: isn't he like great... second place in the nba in shooting right now
0: yeah i mean he's not going to shoot like 65 percent on threes for the rest of his career so you're going to see it uh that dip but um i think that's that's kind of closer to the caliber of prospect you're looking at as opposed to giddy who's like you know one of the shinier young toys in the league
1: yeah that part right there will is when i think about this stuff like i don't see Getting those kind of guys like I see bits and pieces. I see tools. I see role players. I see picks like I don't see you getting something that's already proven like Giddy is proven. And, you know, it's just about, I guess, his role right now with NOKC, you know, how he fits and how he's going to fit going forward with them. I don't see them giving up on that to get a Zach Levine because I don't see that pushing them forward, getting Zach Levine on their team. I see them still kind of being maybe being the same kind of team, you know, maybe battling for a little more something. But I I, I wouldn't do it. I don't see the upside for it for OKC. I definitely see the upside for it. <clears throat> excuse me, for the Chicago Bulls. I definitely see that upside for sure. So for those selfish reasons, absolutely. Uh, I wouldn't make that deal. But I don't see OKC letting go of a uh, giddy like that for Levine, a.k.a. what they call him, a Chalamet. <laughs> <laughs>
2: who uh, was uh, last weekend's host on SNL, and I still don't know who that guy is and why he's famous, <laughs> so that's fun. Um, not to that's mention whoever the musical guest was. I was like, who the hell is this? Um, uh, the other the other Western Conference team that's uh, had an interesting start to their season, another disgruntled star. I don't know if you all caught Zion's most recent uh, you know, post-game interview when he was talking about just trying to buy in and looked very much like a guy who is not bought in, and maybe Zion's ready for a change of scenery, and not to suggest that, that like something simple as Zach Levine for Zion swap with other pieces attached to both uh, could could be done and done simply. I know our guy Jamal was asked about it in the comments earlier. I, I, I don't see Zach as a fit in New Orleans, really, with, with the pieces that they have over there. I, I don't know if you guys agree with that or, or see if there's any sort of potential deal that could be made for, for New Orleans. I mean, B.I. is basically a, a different, you know, Levine-esque kind of player, but honestly playing better than Zach right now.
1: Well, you also yeah, got to remember I, who who might be in the ear of the guys in New Orleans, and it might be your boy, Matt, might be in the ear, <laughs> you know, of trying to get Zach Levine down there in, in uh, New Orleans on that team. Uh, sorry, I never I refer like... to
2: him as my boy ever again.
1: <laughs> excuse me, excuse me. My friend. <laughs> my yeah, people there you my go guy. your friend gar my guy. yes my guy right there um but yeah selfishly yeah i would do that i i love zion I'm, I'm a huge zion fan of course it's about his health the man has played an equivalent equivalent of a season and a half in five years so that's not cool <laughs> like so that's an issue but he's awesome like i would love a guy like zion williamson on the team um I don't know how high or how low his value is right now, but if that's something they could make happen, that's something I would I would take a risk on. But that's that's just to me.
3: I would not. I would not. Um well first is Mariah Mills in this deal or not? But um <laughs> that's the deal. But She's in every assuming- deal
1: wherever Zion goes, she's in the deal. <laughs>
3: Well, maybe that changes my mind, but I think more generally, no. Um, I'm, I'm not. I'm not in favor of this. One because of the whole injury stuff, but I just don't like the vibes from Zion right now. I mean, this, this guy just doesn't seem very committed to playing basketball at at his complete potential. I'm not sure how serious he is about being a professional, and. Fair. I don't know, like fair enough. Like the the ideal version of Zion, maybe I could get behind that. But obviously if the, if the Pelicans were receiving the ideal version of Zion, then he wouldn't potentially be on the trade table. He might not even be on the trade table more generally. So, I don't love it for a number of different reasons. I'm not an Ingram guy either and at that point, like why would you be trading Zach for Ingram, like assuming Demar would remain like a fit between Demar and Ingram would be terrible and Ingram and Zach are similarly, t- similarly tiered peers, uh, players anyway. So if we're trying to rebuild this thing, which I'm not convinced the Bulls would, would be, but assuming we as fans would want them to be, training for someone like in Ingram isn't a rebuilding type move. So I don't see the Pelicans being a, uh, a logical destination.
0: Yeah, they've got uh, CJ McCollum under contract for like three more years, I think. Uh, mm. And he's been injury prone and also has like a collapsed lung, I believe right now. Um, so obviously speedy recovery to him, but I just, I, they've got too many big contracts where like, like one thing, for example, I think the bulls should be willing to do. And I know you, you already said it that they're not Mark and I agree, uh, they're not going to go in the tax, but I think one thing that could be good is if they do go into the tax just for this year, take on additional money this year, go into the tax, uh, to be able to get off of longer term money. I think that's a strategy that they should be interested in in employing because I think that would maximize uh, what kind of return you can get. Like I said, I think also attaching Caruso could maximize the return. Um, but I think the the Pelicans are in just like a really weird spot right now with their roster. And I do think they're going to make trades. I'm a big Zion guy, but I just, the, the vibes are not there right now. I, I'd feel not great about that.
2: A lot of uh, our fellow bulls fans in the comments getting their jokes off about Zion and the potential problem that could arise with Chicago food. Um Alex saying Zion and <laughs> Chicago food. Uh Demond Ice saying Zion Zion and Chicago chicken wings. <laughs> Ryan saying Zion would live at Harold's chicken. OBJ uh Yashad saying Zion would eat one deep dish and be sidelined for 30 games.
1: Y'all are cold blooded. <laughs> Michael saying,
2: just tell Zion to put extra hot peppers on the beef. He'll be fine. Oh my goodness. Um hey man, I eat like that and I'm fine. But also, people aren't expecting me to go out and perform for getting paid tens of millions of dollars uh, as an NBA superstar. So there is that. Um, all right, real quick.
1: You went out and performed, man. <laughs> hey,
2: man, I, I perform in this box, stuffing my face with chicken wings and deep dish pizza and Italian beef sandwiches. Um, it's, it's a little fair different. Though. Uh quickly, and I know Mark, you touched on it at the beginning saying you weren't a fan of this Lakers trade package that people have thrown out there. There was one that was going around Bull's Twitter the other day, even before the Zach Levine news broke, and it was actually about Alex Caruso, I think, or was it about, no, it was it was about Zach. It was about Zach. Um but the the fact that you know the Lakers cupboard is is pretty bare. D'Angelo Russell, eh. Rui, eh. Um, you know, Will and or Dave, is, is there a, a situation where you see Zach going to the Lakers to be a complimentary helpful piece for LeBron and A. D. where you like what you're getting back from LA?
1: No, not for me. Uh I don't see it. Unless it's another team involved with the trade and I'm getting extra capital uh from them, like more draft picks and things like that. Yeah, but D'Angelo Russell, I mean No, <laughs> um Hachimura, I mean, no. <laughs> like I don't see it. And but if they had more picks, you know, more of those things, I would I mean, Austin Reeves, you could probably talk me into uh taking and getting a guy like him. Um, I don't know how high they are on him since you know they benched him, but he just had a good game though against uh, Portland. I was gonna I say
2: he had a really coach, strong game uh yeah. off the bench uh the other night right after yeah, mark did, got yeah, off yeah. a mean tweet about him i noticed
1: <laughs> but that was that was also when, clearly when, following mark it was, that was also when lebron was sitting down too you know what i mean so yeah i don't know if that you know i don't know but i could probably be talked into that but those other guys it just feels like those are the wrong kind of role guys i would kind of want on this team you know if you're going to be retooling uh like that but yeah, if they have more draft capital, then we can sit down and have that conversation for sure. But until then, I don't I don't like the players.
0: Yeah, and like we saw with the Harden trade, you know, the Clippers went out and got additional draft capital by trading a future swap for um, – or a future pick for their swap back. So uh, mm-hmm. I could see the Lakers doing something like that, um, but to me it's like I don't want to take on – more bad contracts, more bad players, frankly, right. um, just to get off of mine. Like that's that's not the point with this trade. And obviously, as we as we talked about, like AK might not see it that way. But to me, it's like if Reeves and at least you know a pick, probably two picks aren't coming back. Like I don't feel great about that. And they just don't have those picks. So um maybe you're able to flip Hachimura to another team for pick or, you know, there's going to be ways that teams can get creative here to uh, acquire additional capital. But uh, to me, it all just comes down to what it is that AK wants, what it is that Jerry's allowing him to do, and where is his line in the sand as far as what is the bare minimum return that he's going to get. I think it's kind of hard to find Zach Levine um, trade partners, but I also think that teams will kind of reveal themselves over the coming weeks, and we might not see anything immediately But I do think there will be teams out there that will be willing to give stuff up for him. And it's just a matter of, is it the right stuff? Are we going the right direction with this?
2: Uh, All right. We will put a pin in it right there for now. Thank you, everybody, for joining us for this emergency episode of the CHEO Bulls podcast on a big news day. Zach Levine and the Bulls open to exploring trades. We are back tomorrow for pre- and post-game bookend. Bulls versus Magic Part 1, 7 p.m. tip-off Chicago time, 6.30 pregame. We'll see you there. Uh, will, you will be at the UC reporting from said location. There you go. Follow Will on Twitter for all of his updates from the game, Will underscore Gottlieb. Make sure you've read his latest on allchgo.com, including a riveting article about how the Bulls can't make layups. So that's fun. <laughs> uh, follow our guy, Mark, at MK Hoops. Big Dave is at bow, B-A-W-L Sports on Bulls underscore Peck. Shout out and appreciation to our friend and producer, Mr. Joseph Spathis behind the controls. We are CHO underscore Bulls. We will talk to you tomorrow, 6.30 Chicago time, pregame. Hit that thumbs up on your way out if you haven't done so yet. Make sure you subscribe to CHO Sports YouTube channel. Trade season, y'all. See you right, be good. <laughs>
1: we all silly like the mayor.